The UN General Assembly was on during the week and we're going to look at Ireland's role as an international actor and on that uh, tweet by President Zelensky by, uh, of Ukraine just in saying at Shannon Airport he held an unscheduled meeting with the President of the Transitional Sovereign Council of Sudan Abdel Fattah al-Burhan. He said he's grateful for Sudan's consistent support of Ukraine's sovereignty. They discussed illegal armed groups financed by Russia and their concerns over them on their in their respective countries. He invited them to support the Grain from Ukraine initiative and take part in a summit on that. And they considered possible platforms for intensifying cooperation between Ukraine and African countries. All that discussed at Shannon Airport today. Well, now, last night in New York, the Taoiseach gave a wide-ranging address to the UN General Assembly where he spoke about the need for countries to implement the UN Sustainable Development Goals he called for reform of the Security Council. He paid tributes to Ireland's peacekeeping forces and he said the international community had failed to promote peace between Israel and Palestine. Now, during the week at the ploughing, the president said the United Nations is failing. He said it's losing credibility, it's unable to stop wars, it's unable to end famine and it's unable to stop conflicts. It is unable to manage migration. And he said Ireland and countries like it could play a role in fixing this situation. Well, last night I spoke to Richard Gowan, the UN director with the Crisis Group and started by asking him if President Higgins' criticism that the UN was failing was right. He's half right. I think the UN is going through a period of real crisis and obviously the breakdown in relations between Russia and the West has been particularly damaging in the Security Council. But I think we should remember that the UN continues to do an enormous amount of good work globally. And actually in some places like Afghanistan, it's really only UN aid workers who stand between the population and appalling human suffering and fatalities. So it's an, org- an organisation with some problems, um, but I don't think we should despair of it yet. He said that the organisation could be saved by the influence of countries such as Ireland, which have, quote, no other aim or ambition other than a safe, sustainable, peaceful world. Does that overestimate the role of Ireland? I think it's worth saying that Ireland just came off uh, two years as a temporary member of the Security Council. And in 2022, in particular, the Irish team in New York did play a very important role in keeping UN diplomacy over places like Syria and Bosnia alive. The Irish team were able to act as a go-between talking to the US talking to the Chinese, talking to the Russians. And I do think that Ireland played an important part in propping up UN diplomacy during the first nine months or 10 months of Russia's war on Ukraine. I don't want to flatter you too much, but Ireland is a a significant diplomatic player at the UN and is able to be more constructive than many other countries of a similar size. And on things like the Sustainable Development Goals and the achievement of them, which is way behind at the moment, and on tackling climate change, where is the room for optimism if Ireland is to help and put its shoulder to the wheel as the President is calling for and allowing for the fact that, OK, maybe they can do something? Where should they be applying the pressure and how optimistic should we be? I think there is an opening around development. Um, The General Assembly just agreed a declaration about steps that the world can take to speed up implementation of the 
sustainable development goals. And everyone is entirely frank that after the economic shocks associated with COVID and Russia's war on Ukraine, we are way behind on the development targets. So Ireland helped negotiate that declaration, but I think it needs to uh, keep a, a tight focus and work with other countries to make sure that the elements of that declaration are delivered. So one element of the declaration is that there should be reforms to the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank to make it easier for poor countries to get financing. Well, Irish officials at the IMF and in the bank should be really hammering on the doors of the technocrats and saying, you've got to move forward on this, because there is a track record of the UN making declarations of this type that don't get implemented quickly enough or at all. So on development, I think Ireland can keep on championing um, this cause of international financial reform. On climate change, it's a bit harder to feel optimistic about the way ahead. You know, we're in a period where, despite some good declarations this week at the UN, there's a real shortage of trust between Western and non-Western nations. And the fact that Ireland is often called in to act as a mediator in UN processes reflects the fact that it's one country that just about manages to straddle all the camps of the UN and can be trusted to handle difficult negotiations by all sides. The tarnished to Micheál Martin was uh, out during the week talking about the possibility of Ireland recognising the state of Palestine. It's a shift on Ireland's part. It generally hasn't acted outside of concert with um, with the European Union. Is that in any way significant, do you think? And what do you think has led to the shift? Is it the change of government in Israel or 30 years on from the Oslo process with the increasing expansion of settlements and no sign of a two-state solution anywhere on the horizon? Are people simply confronting a reality that greater pressure has to be applied to achieve some headway? Well, I think there's an enormous amount of pessimism around the UN and in other international centres about the possibility of getting a negotiated solution between the Israelis and the Palestinians um, anytime soon. And I think that Ireland's positioning may represent a hope that by really pushing for Palestinian statehood, you could change some of the diplomatic dynamics. I would would say that it would be a popular move in the UN General Assembly. Um, There are a lot of um, non-Western countries, a big majority of the UN that remain uh, very favourable towards the Palestinians. I think that it's a policy that would um, get a much less welcome response, perhaps in Brussels and certainly in Washington, where it would be seen as potentially inflammatory. But at the UN, it would uh, it would probably win some hearts and minds. And has the issue of Western action on Ukraine? highlighted what is perceived to be a double standard, particularly amongst the global south at the UN. So I would begin by saying that contrary to some stories you read, I think there's a lot of sympathy for Ukraine uh, around the UN. And what we saw in the last week was that uh, President Zelensky of Ukraine managed to come to New York in person uh, this year, which he wasn't able to do um, last year. And he was warmly received not only by European leaders, but also by a significant number of non-European 
presidents and prime ministers ranging from Chile to the leader of, of Kenya. There is, however, uh, a strand of thought which is prominent around the UN that Western countries should be uh, devoting political attention and financial resources to solving problems in the developing world comparable to the amount of resources that are being put into supporting Kiev. And you hear a lot of diplomats not only raising the case of Palestine, although that is a, a talking point, but also saying, why is it that Western countries are struggling to find millions of dollars for poverty alleviation in Africa or poorer parts of Asia when they're able to conjure up very considerable quantities of cash um, to keep Ukraine afloat. So this issue of double standards is certainly a regular theme in conversations uh, in Manhattan. And that was Richard Gowan, UN Director of the Crisis Group. That's a think tank looking at conflict prevention. He was speaking to me before the programme. Now, let me introduce you to the panel. If you've just joined us, James Brown, Fianna Fáil, TD for Wexford and Minister for State at the Department of Justice and Law Reform, still with us. Catherine Murphy, Social Democrats, TD for Kildare North and her party spokesperson on justice is here. And joining us from our Sligo studio is Marion Harkin, Independent TD for Sligo Leitrim. To you first, James Brown, the President's comments on the UN failing across a number of core areas. Were those comments welcome at precisely the time the Taoiseach and the Tánaiste were out in New York talking for action to reinvigorate the UN. Well, I think you'd have to ask the President his uh, intentions in making those statements on that particular day. Um, I think it's very important that our Taoiseach and Tánaiste and uh, Minister Eamon Ryan were over there um, to, I think, represent what's good about the United Nations and Ireland's very proud record on the United Nations. But there are serious challenges within there. Ireland has been pushing for significant reform, in particular the removal of the permanent members on the UN Security Council. And we've seen significant vetoes being consistently applied there. And I think denying the will of the vast majority of countries of the of the world. And we've seen now, I think, uh, we're talking about, I suppose, challenges locally. We're seeing this on an international level as well with the actions of Russia and her war of aggression in Ukraine, but also across the world of kind of hard men coming forward and offering simplistic solutions to complex problems. So I think Ireland will continue to push um, what we see is the strong values of multilateralism and of what real positivities of what the United Nations can be doing. And I think it's important, as I say, for the highest representation to go to the UN. We also had Minister Stephen Donnelly over there dealing with other international health issues and uh, Barry Andrews MEP over there directly dealing with the okay. SDG and uh, our tar climate targets. But just, just on your point uh, on multilateralism, Sweden has, has recognised the, the, the state of Palestine. Ireland has traditionally, for example, on that issue, acted in concert with the European Union rather than a solo run. Is it very multilateral to do this solo run or would Ireland be better off trying to get the EU to act to put greater pressure on, for example, the Israeli government to stop the expansion of illegal settlements on the West Bank? Well, I think Ireland has never, uh, and Irish governments and Taoiseach have never been um, quiet on our views in terms of what is happening in Palestine. I've been over to uh, the West Bank myself. I've seen what's happening on the ground. I think the two-state solution is clinging on by bare fingernails at this point. Um, and I think what uh, the Taunishta was doing is trying to accelerate uh, a solution whereby the 
Palestinian people can have their own state, which they do deserve it. Obviously, that is being pushed in the European Union as well. But what I've seen about seven years ago on the ground in Palestine is a situation of, I think, absolute, uh, I think, horrific treatment of the Palestinian people on their own land. All right. Well, let's hear what the Taoiseach had to say last night at the General Assembly on that particular topic. As we look at today's world, there are sadly too many areas of conflict. But there are few in respect of which we in the international community have failed so recurrently as the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. It should not be so. We have known for decades the parameters of the only just solution, a two-state solution, but a viable Palestinian state based on the 1967 borders, living in peace and security alongside the state of Israel, whose own right to exist should be accepted and respected by all of its neighbours. We have affirmed and reaffirmed this many times, yet day after day, developments on the ground take us further from this vision and make a two-state solution much harder to achieve. That was the Taoiseach talk to the UN General Assembly last night. Marion Harkin, the uh, vision of a two-state solution outlined by the Taoiseach there looks increasingly like a pipe dream. The uh, expansion of settlements on the West Bank has grown. There is open talk of annexation by some elements of the Israeli government of the West Bank. It doesn't look like there's any prospect of, of there being a resolution of it. So what more can be done to apply pressure on the situation? Well... I think um, in the broader context, Colm, uh, you know, we've been speaking about, about Ireland's role as a mediator. But when you look at the Israeli-Palestinian situation, we do recognise that the two-state solution, uh, the possibility of that occurring is just receding all the time, despite all the efforts and the work by very many different countries over a long period of time trying to, to get this started and to, and to get it moving. And perhaps it has got to the point where Ireland now, despite the fact that to, to keep this role of mediator has to be seen as neutral. Its power is soft power. It's the power of influence. But I think perhaps we have got to the point where Ireland could and should recognise the state of Palestine, join Sweden and use that power then within the EU, within Brussels. Yes, I know not everybody will be happy with that if we do it, but sometimes you get to a point where there's no other possible solution. This has gone on for such a long time and the situation has got worse and worse. We've had one UN resolution after another disregarded and the situation is is just dreadful on the ground. So when you get to that point, and, and not only have we got to it, Colm, we've passed it. When you get there, then sometimes a country like Ireland just has to take that little step forward and just hope that by doing that, it may bring others with it and then cause some sort of movement because up to now the movement is all in the wrong direction. Uh, Catherine Murphy there haven't been elections for well over a decade on the uh, the Palestinian side of things. The government there is dysfunctional. It's lost legitimacy with its own people being seen as simply an implementer of, of Israeli security policy uh, on the West Bank. So it doesn't look like on either side there's much hope for the two-state solution and yet Ireland is still holding it up as the way forward. Yeah, look, I mean, it, the thing about it is that the um, 
And I, there's not a lot of, I would disagree with, with the Taoiseach in, in, in relation to what, what he, he said uh, last night. Um, I, I think it does require a, a trusted actor and it's interesting that what was said in relation to um, in relation to what Richard Gowan had said that um, uh, that you know it's like it, it is all going in the wrong. It is all going in the wrong direction. But it will require a, a an actor that has some trust. And and it's interesting that what he said was that there was a greater level of of you know uh, a, a trust or. Um, you know, agreement with uh, Ireland's position Sorry. at the UN than, than there is in Brussels. But we have to, we have to, uh, we have to uh, act in the sphere that we have a the greatest degree of, um, you know, of power. And, and that would be within the European Union. I think it's really important that we don't stay silent on this and we try and actually build consensus or build some of a coalition on this because um, it is going uh, further away from us all of the time that there is, uh, that we're, we're um, the, the idea of a two-state state solution is, okay. uh, you know, which I think is the just solution. Okay. Um, James Brown, the the, the the issue that Ireland could help the UN be more effective on the issue, say, of climate change. Ireland's record on the Sustainable Development Goals is so far good and moving in the right directions, except in a couple of key areas. The the issue of, of waste and consumption is one of them, and the issue of climate change emissions is another one that Ireland is faring poorly on. So how do we have the moral authority to improve the UN's per, case for persuasion on this when our own record is not so good? No, there's certainly challenges on our own record, but I do think here in Ireland it's very much going in the right direction. Um, it is it is challenging to bring in change, to bring in change quickly, and the government and the relevant ministers are trying to work with the various sectors to, I suppose, bring them along and to help them and support them with those types of change, whether it's the farming community or transport sectors. Um, I, do, I think we do have a, a, a strong... Um, uh, record, I think, and it's something I think we do have that moral authority. But I think we have to keep giving that voice. We're seeing what's happened in the United Kingdom now with Prime Minister Rishi, Rishi Sunak uh, you know, retrenching from very important environmental uh, steps. And I think Ireland has to be a world leader in this and setting out what is the right thing to do and why it's so important to do. And it's, it's right for the environment, and it, but it's also right for our economy as well.